0: Sign up at YuckYucks.com to become a VIP member for your chance to win great prizes every month. You will also receive discounts, special offers, and notifications about special shows before they're even announced to the general public. Follow us on Twitter at YuckYucks, and like us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash YuckYucks. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Ron Frontis, and you're listening to the YuckYucks Yucks
1: comedy podcast it's
0: funny i hope you like it you're listening to the yuck yucks comedy i don't think so welcome to the yuck yucks comedy podcast yuck yucks comedy podcast with your host jake hirsch Joining us on this very special first episode of the show, I am cannot be more thrilled, more excited. You know, this was years in the making, months in the planning, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, a lot of lives were lost in the process of making this show. But yes, we are here, we have launched, and I could not be more happy then you guys coming along for the ride. Now, we have a very, very stacked first episode, so I will get to that momentarily. But just to introduce the show, just to kind of get a little bit of background on who I am and how the, all this came about. Now, I've been broadcasting for a very short time. I had the privilege of interviewing my idol, Mr. Mark Breslin, a short time ago. And we planned, we conspired to put this all together together. Just for, no, I'm joking. I actually stalked Mark Breslin for, for quite a while to get the show off the ground. He's um, a little leery, but you know what? We talked about it. We formulated a plan, and he put me in touch with the most amazing team at head office. And you know what? We all decided that every amazing performer that graces the stage of the Yuck Yucks comedy clubs... Have amazing stories. They have fascinating uh, stories, insights, and interviews, and that's what we want to bring to you. And I'm hoping that we can get that done for you. I know that the interviews that I've done so far have been nothing short of amazing, uh, so insightful, and and some of the stories have just been inspirational. And not only that, but absolutely hilarious. So this is an opportunity for you to get to know. Some of those performers that have graced the stages of Yuck Yucks and not just the headliners, folks. We're talking about comedians in general that have had the pleasure of working some of the clubs all across Canada. And this episode that we have here for you, the very first one is a very special one because I got to do it in person. And we try to do all of our interviews in person, but, uh, you know, I can only go so far. Uh, But I did have the pleasure of watching our first guest today, Miss Nikki Payne from Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia, and just absolutely amazing. I went and I caught her act live at the Yuck Yucks Calgary Club, and it just was an amazing experience. I got to meet the staff. I got to sit backstage and hang out with Nikki Payne. That's right, Nikki Payne, who is an absolutely incredible comedian, put on one of the most amazing live performances I've seen. Now, you got to understand, this interview was done on the last day of her headline show. So this was three days, her going bananas, having an absolute blast, entertaining the sold out show there at yuck yucks in Calgary. And this last show that she did, uh, the one that I interviewed her right after uh, poor thing, she had lost her voice. Uh, she's coming down with a cold. So uh, bear with us because she was a trooper. She absolutely came through and, and it was just an amazing, amazing interview. But Hey, enough about me enough about the show. Let's go hang out. With Nikki Payne, <laughs> <laughs> shutting down. Good luck, baby. Got him open all over town. Strictly, bitch, you don't play around. Cover much ground, got game by the ton. Get paid is a forte. Each and every day, you play away. Get her out of my mind. Three. count them. Three Canadian the Comedy Girl Awards as Best Stand Up Newcomer in 2003, and as Best Female Stand Up for 2005 and 2008. She was nominated twice for Gemini Awards, or Gemini Awards for performances at the Halifax Comedy Fest Gala and in the Comedy Now. She's appeared on CTV's Comedy Inc. Special in Nikki Payne's Fun Time Show for CTV and in the National Film Board of Canada's The Next Big Thing. If that's not impressive enough for you, she was also a semi-finalist on the last comic standing and was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Genie Award for her appearance in a film, Le Moray. Absolutely honored to have the great Nikki Payne on the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Nikki, how are you?
1: Very good. Um, what movie was I in, La Mare?
0: Yeah, was that is that accurate? You never, You've never heard of a that? Movie called Are La you kidding? That's on your bio. That's where at? What bio? I, I think it was uh, you... Wikipedia bio. Oh,
1: anybody can edit that.
0: Anybody can edit that shit. I guess. Huh? Yeah. Oh my God. Here's
1: the problem with Wikipedia. It's funny though. Keep it because this is funny. Um, so there is um like a, a student radio show. Right. Uh, I believe in California. Agree. Right, as just two university guys, we do a radio show. Right, and uh, you know, radio interviews. You know, sometimes they can get boring. And so, what we do instead is we screw around with my Wikipedia. <laughs> well, no, that Wikipedia. just taught me
0: to do my homework a little bit better this time. Oh my God,
1: <laughs> I love that. That
0: is beautiful.
1: Love, Marais. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, she's a French foreign actress. She's uh, done uh, tons of uh, foreign films.
1: I remember when I was leading lead in La
0: Who is your love interest, Gerard Depardieu? Uh, you just finished an amazing set here at, at Yuck Yuck's Calgary. Thank you. Uh, where do you get the energy from? What's going on? How, what an incredible set. Well, stat. it's a
1: job. Right? Yes. It is, right? Sure. So, you know, I went hiking this afternoon in the mountains, and, uh, so, you know, I am tired. And <laughs> it's like, well, no, but those people got babysitters, and they, they bought tickets, and they went, you know, and, and bought meals and booze, oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and so I can't go out there and be like, mmm. <laughs>
0: You, you know, they okay, came up. for
1: a show. Yeah. So I gotta dig deep and yeah. give them a show, even when I'm tired.
0: Is yeah. that is that uh is, is that life on the road though for comics? A lot of comedians are out there. I mean, hey, you don't get sick days and stuff like that. Listen to officer, my voice. Right? I know. You're losing Listen your voice. to my
1: voice, I'm losing my voice. I um I don't tour as much as I used to. Right. Um I don't I, I, I'm much I'm I'm lucky enough that I can pick and choose what right. I want to do. Right. I'm not rich, but I live simple enough that I, I can do that. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, um, so I'm not on the road crazy amounts and I couldn't because here, like, I, I really do give it my all. Like, yeah. I'm not saying my all is the best or anything like that. I'm just saying I give my personal all when I'm out there. Absolutely. So after, you know, what it's been one, two, three, four shows now. I got one more. I've given my all. Like yeah, you know, listen to her. me. So like it's it's done. And uh yeah, like probably it's probably
0: pretty taxing though. Yeah, yeah, it
1: can be, it can be, and that's why I don't tour like I used to. Right, definitely. Yeah, I get it now why the guys in the eighties were all doing cocaine <laughs> like it's
0: like, good Lord. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah, the Instead, routine. I
1: just tore less nap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Touring less and napping is the yeah, uh, is the the new, answer, cocaine.
1: Yeah, the new cocaine. Yeah, good new cocaine. Take a nap. Oh, God. Try uh. nap before you try cocaine. Like, geez, <laughs> Oh,
0: Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Oh, my goodness. You are a uh, native of Lower Sackville. I am. What was that like growing up there?
1: Well, you're from Houston, right? I am. Yeah. So you've never been. I've never
0: been you. out east before. Yeah, yeah. Never you're going to go. Right? I am. You're I going. am going to go, and I am going to. Uh, I, I've heard. You know what? Everybody that I've met there, uh, incredible. Very friendly. Very family oriented.
1: We're super friendly. And It's
0: uh, what is it? Except is when we want to be
1: dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we're super friendly, but when we want to be an asshole, <laughs> oh, we're very good at that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what were you into? Did you always know you wanted to be a comedian? Were you know, performing around no, the? No, this table? was all
1: fluke. It really was. Like right. I, I kind of feel weird. Like I have friends that are in this business that have wanted to be comedians, and they're, you know, they're, they're comedy fans. Right. They know everybody's bit, right. and you know they know the history of comedy. And I know nothing. Right. I just show up and <laughs> scream and say dirty words.
0: <laughs> and people love it. Yeah, and, and luckily
1: people, people keep showing up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get the comedy bug? When, when did you first get into the industry and and know that this is what you wanted to do?
1: Um, well, I, um, I I knew I wanted to perform. I knew I liked performing in high school, but I guess I was in college. I was the Hawk mascot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, you're stuffing a bird costume we went to the hockey games, and people were like, you're funny. And uh, a friend of mine talked me into uh, opening up for a comedian on campus No way! one night, and he was like, you know what, I think you're good. And uh, and he goes, I think you should give it a try. So I, I did. I came up and did some open mic nights, and uh, basically, I didn't go home. I came home and got my stuff and <laughs> went back to Toronto.
0: That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I did read, I did read that somewhere that you were an actual mascot Yeah, for a school. And yes. that's, I mean, you gotta yeah. be, I in mean, the a
1: small college league of, uh, the, in the Maritimes.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you gotta have the performance bug. You gotta, you gotta have that flair if you're, if you're out there entertaining. A oh crowd. my
1: goodness. I'll say. Okay.
0: Was it the reaction that you got? Was it the energy of the crowd that, that, that was addictive?
1: It was, um... It bought me a lot of popularity in college, right? Like, it, uh, you know, I was a nerd all through, well, you know, I was was a nerd all through high school and stuff, and then suddenly I was putting on this hot costume and acting like a goof, and all the dots wanted me to hang out at the parties and stuff. (laughs) So it just bought me this level of popularity that I had never had before in my life, and I loved it, and I wanted more. That's amazing. And, uh, and so, uh, Um, Yeah, and then I guess when I really knew that I loved the reaction of a crowd was when um, we were at a hockey game and we were playing our arch rivals, the agricultural rams. Right. And during one of the intermissions, I had to wrestle with the ram. And he was this big guy, and I was a tiny girl, and he was beating the crap out of me. And then all of a sudden they brought out this big board with three little holes cut in the bottom and you put it up against the goalie net and you're given three putts each and right. from the middle line you're you're supposed to hit these three putts and whoever gets the most putts in wins well well we won pizza. <laughs> right? But like if you go to an NHL game you'll it's win, like you'll win a you a hour yeah, car. Yeah like, crazy money. Yeah. So um So he went up, he was really athletic. He was like, whap bam, whap bam, whap bam. No one went in. And then it was my turn. I was all dizzy. And the costume was too big for me. It was built for a guy, right? Right. And I was supposed to be able to see out of the hole in the beak. But the beak was up by my forehead. (laughs) And I couldn't see anything. And I was totally dejected this guy wiped the ice with me. And uh, I I almost fell over as I hit the first pocket and went, Straight through the middle. No oh, way! Yes.
0: Oh my god! And the
1: crowd, like when they say a crowd roars,
0: it just—it really
1: does sound like a roar. Like that Wow! <sighs> and it was like exhilarating. Can you hand me a napkin? Absolutely. I'm so exhilarated. My nose is running. <laughs> and uh, and so thank you. And uh, and so um. Oh yeah, got sir Well, I got a napkin. Why you a napkin it why you a napping job. And so, um, I uh, uh yeah, and they went and I took off my hot egg to enjoy it like a drinking and you're like and then one of the agricultural ram guys stole my hot head because like that was like something they were gonna try to oh, do yeah. and steal the head. Yeah. And uh, I, there was so much adrenaline pumping through my through my veins that I chased him out through where the Zamboni goes and out into the parking lot and I jumped on his back like a little spider monkey. <laughs> I was back and I held him until one of the bigger guys came up and got my head back. And I came back in and I ran back in like a gladiator, (laughs) right? And I threw my, I held (laughs) the head up, the, the hot head up over my head and the crowd again went... (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's amazing and i was
1: like i need this wow i need this like i have to have and right then more of whatever this that's wow. happening right now is that is yeah. crazy yeah
0: what an amazing story
1: mayhem it that is mayhem. awesome yeah and it's, it's a true story people that went to college would talk about it to this day when we're together <laughs> yeah
0: and, and, and of course speaking of college uh, you went to humber college
1: Right? I did. That's not when I was a hawk. It was back in Nova Scotia that right. I was a hawk. But I went to Humber for comedy writing and performance.
0: They, they've got they've got a fantastic program there. It's crazy. It's yeah, amazing. It's they amazing. got some really you great. You it's to
1: school, be a goofball. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience like there? And, and did it did it did it really help you shape some of your future
1: oh, stuff on stage? Right. It's great. Right. Like I don't know. What the feeling, I think Humber's very accepted as a part of, you know, a growing comedian's, you know, you know part of the, you know, the way that you come up through. Sure. But when I was in Humber in the beginning, a lot of the old school comedians were like, well, you don't need, you don't need to go to school to be a comedian, right? right? And I agree. I agree. I think that if you have what it takes, you know, with time and work, I'm sure you can absolutely become a comedian without... Going to Humber, what was great about Humber? What you got there, and uh, they gave you a whole bunch of classes that are great. Right. Like that are you know that that you do need because you do parlay comedy into acting sure. and into writing and into all those different venues. And you do need to learn those skills. Those are skills that you learn. Right. You have talent, yes, but you know you're either born with that or not but to hone certain skills that you can actually make a living at your talent with. Right. You know, those courses alone cost a lot of money and are hard to find, and you got to go to different cities. And they brought, you know, these professionals all together at once to teach us it all at once is amazing.
0: That is amazing.
1: Yeah. And plus, you immediately have a comedy community. You have people that you're going to work on projects with. mm mm-hmm for the rest of your life i'm still working on different projects with people that i met at humber that's amazing so yeah
0: lifelong friends
1: like my friends i'm doing a cartoon right now and one of the writers is from humber no way yeah like i mean i'm constantly working with people that that went up through the humber humber chain yeah yeah yeah
0: there's a lot of amazing alumni there um as far as I know writing is obviously a huge part of comedy. Yeah. Are you more of an observational comedian? Do you... do you Are are you... I know people that get their phones and they think of something funny and they just write it down in the notes section. Do you have to dedicate time to sit
1: down? Yeah. You do? I do. I do. It's work. It's work for me. Um, I'm not like... I I, I like to write. Like, I am a a writer, but uh, I'm... You know, I don't... It doesn't just come magically to me. You know, I have to... I have to keep, I have to write a dozen awful, horrible jokes before something decent <laughs> comes. And uh, so yeah, I, I write and I write and I write and I write and and I go try it out. And I write and I write and I write, and I write some more. And that's amazing. That's, yeah, I haven't figured out a way to do it any easier. Than yeah. Not. Yeah.
0: It takes a lot of work. Uh, you went on to study with Second City Conservatory.
1: I did. Yeah, which yeah.
0: are being both some of the best alumni in the yeah. industry as yeah. far as comedy.
1: Uh, what
0: was your experience like there? Oh, I loved
1: it. Yeah, I really love improv. Um, I'm, I'm not the best improviser, but what I loved about what I learned there, because stand up can be very me, me, me oriented, right. right? You're the director, you're the producer, you're the writer. And what improv did for me was um, it made me, uh, uh, I learned give and take. And how wonderful that can be, right? right? And I don't have a bunch of things in my arsenal to deal with a heckler. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't. I just, I, like, I, I listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I yes and them. Right. And I let them dig their own hole, right, you know? Right, <laughs> absolutely. By doing that. And and it's, um, you know, and as an actor, I've realized that, you know, it's not all me, me, me. Right. Like, you don't even stand up. It's not all me, me, me up there. Like, even though you are sort of running the show, sure. you are having a conversation with people, right. and you're having a vulnerable conversation with people. Yeah. And so, you know, and so, and, at time, and sometimes a very intimate conversation with people. And and there is a give and take, even though you're sort of leading it and i think that was the best thing like i didn't go on to do second city i haven't gone on to be an amazing improviser but it made me a much more aware stand-up comedian right yeah and a much more empathetic comedian in a way
0: yeah yeah how long did it take you to read a crowd like to i mean obviously you you do a lot of traveling you 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 go to shows you've performed all over the world yeah how how hard is that to to read a crowd? How long does it take you to really get a feel for? The
1: I watch what the MC is doing. Like wow. our MC tonight, Terry Younger was is amazing. amazing. He was really, really, really funny. Yeah. That guy's so smart. Yeah. Like, he really is. Like, he goes up, and he's all, like, you know, and his plans are good. Like, that when you listen to him, like, he's got punchlines underneath punchlines that not everybody hears. And it's very, very smart. Yeah. Very, very smart. I wish I could be that smart. <laughs> but I'm not. I hump things and yell. Um, but, uh, I yeah, and, uh, you know, a good MC is an amazing tool for me. Right. Anyway, like, you know, uh, like, I, 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 I'm I, listening to them. They're giving me so much information about what this crowd is like. Right. I'm finding out where the trouble spots are. So I can't be, like, I can't just waltz in five minutes before I'm supposed to go on stage. I can't. I'm not a good enough stand-up comedian for that. <laughs> like, I need to know what... It's happening right. everywhere, and the MC is giving me – it's the hardest position on a show is the oh, MC yeah. because they go up with zero information, and they find out so much more information for us a, so that yeah. we can go up with what's so amazing, yeah, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, and so uh, like that's how I read a crowd is that I sit there and I try to glean as much information from what the MC is telling me. Right. You know, and, and I'm listening to see, like, where, okay, are there drunk people that I should avoid? Mm-hmm. You know, because you they're trying to steal the, you know, the thunder. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, or, or who's celebrating things? Who's, you know, like, as dumb as that sounds. I know we don't want to find out about birthdays. I know it's boring, right? But it's important to that person, right? And that's what I mean by the empathy of it, right? And the conversation is because, you know, I I need to know and I want to, if I can, make mention of something that happened before. That's not brilliant or anything. I get it. I know know it's not brilliant. I'm not being a genius by doing that. But people love that. Mm -hmm. They like that. Absolutely. And... I mean for me I'm not, I don't know if other comedians would agree but I want to make people happy like, you know, I yeah. don't want to pander to them. Sure. That's not what I mean. But I do want to, I feel like I'm in the business of making people happy. Right. Like, you yeah. know, and I think, you know, not pandering, but having empathy for the fact that they've worked hard all day and they don't have an awesome job like me, not all of them, right? Like, yeah. a lot of people have to go to work because they have to pay bills and, right. and they're here and they, bought, they got babysitters and stuff like that. So, I am listening to hear if it's Pamela's birthday tonight, right? That's and and yeah. she if I can somehow work that in because that makes Pamela's night. Like, yeah. you know, awesome. Absolutely. I made Pamela's night. Absolutely. Like, you know. That's
0: incredible insight though. You know? Uh, not a lot of people think think like that when they come up on stage, right? It is a lot of people that in this industry that is very me, me, me. And for you to to have a read on that, that's uh, that's that's super insightful. Speaking of insightful, a lot of people may not know is that in 2006 you donated a kidney to your father i did that's amazing wrestling
1: well, y- 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 put me up in a hotel wow yeah like i um i asked him, like there's a yuck yucks Halifax halifax right. and um so i uh i emailed yucks and i was like can i get this staff you know, cause, you know, you go in the day of right. to the hospital, right? My dad's already in the hospital, but you're day of, but I wanted to be there because they had to do some more tests and stuff like that the right. day before and stuff. So I just called, and I, or emailed, and I was like, can I, um you know, can I get the, uh, you know, the the staff price, even though I'm not doing this show, because I'm going to do this thing, right? What? And uh, he gave me a suite. No way. M- for me and my mom. And wow. just, like, set up everything. And when I got there, I was like, oh, wow, okay. And I went to pay the bill, and they were like, no, no, Mr. President's already covered oh, it.
0: That's amazing. Right? So I
1: was like, holy wow. crap. That's very, very wow.
0: That's <laughs> amazing.
1: I got to mention that.
0: <laughs> Mark Breslin, the angel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What truly the gift of life? Though that must have been was that life, well, life changing you know, for you?
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I don't know how deep do you want me to like. Do you want me to be like funny, funny podcast? You know or,
0: what? Wherever you want to go
1: with it, you know, because I seem like we're just having a conversation. That's
0: exactly what it is.
1: It's, yeah. yeah. uh well, I mean, you know. Uh, like, I guess, you know, like, when I joke about it, right, it's like, people are like, it's a gift. It's a special gift. And it's like, it's not a gift. Like You're not going to wrap it up in a box and <laughs> hand it to them, right? You know, but, um, uh, you, you don't, it happens so fast that, you know, when, and when you're in, you know, a family, you're just sort of like, you know, and you love one another. You, you get on each other's nerves. But ultimately, uh, you you know, even families that have problems, you all sure. love one another, right? And, uh, you know, when something like that happens, you just go into, okay, what, what needs to be done mode, mm-hmm. right? What needs to happen? Okay, sure. we need to get tested. Okay, great, I'm a match. What's going to happen next, right? And right. you just do it because it's family. Just and makes that's sense. Yeah. what you do. But what I took away from it and it actually did kind of turn the trajectory of my career a bit. And I guess some would say in a bad way and then others might say in a good way. I mean I was on and off in LA at the time. Right. And I wasn't I wasn't having fun anymore. Right. Right, like there was this expectation because I was good at what I did. And everybody was like, you're gonna be a star. You go to LA now. That's the next thing you do. You go to LA. That's the next step. And you go, and you, I just, and you become a star. And And I was like, I'm not having any fucking fun doing this. Like, but trying to, like, it meant myself, I was like, no, I'm in LA. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm having fun. (laughs) And like, (laughs) <laughs> but it was like losing meaning and it was becoming very me, 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 me again. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I don't have fun with it and it doesn't have any meaning to me when it's me, 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 me. And, uh, and so everything had to stop. And like so it happened at such a great time because right. of comedy, everything had to stop. Yeah. Right? And I actually had some time to think. And it, what was cool about giving a kidney was it. I haven't had a child or anything, so it was the first time in my life that I had ever done something that had absolutely no benefit for me whatsoever. Right? right? It was it was all just for somebody else. And it felt great. Like it felt right. Yeah. And I was like, I don't you know, I don't I don't want my stand up career to be this thing where it's just Okay, then that stuff of being famous and being, you know? And, right. and I was like, I'm not having fun with that. Right. I'm not enjoying it. I don't feel like there's a purpose to it anymore.
0: Right.
1: And uh, I didn't go back.
0: That was it. That was yeah, it. Yeah, and instead uh, I bought a little
1: house on the beach in New Brunswick.
0: How much pressure was there on you when you were doing Last Comic Standing? You were a huge standout a on that show. People a loved a you on that.
1: And it wasn't even pressure when it happened, right? Because like, it was just sort of like, oh, well, I'll do it, and you know, right. it'll give me some exposure. I did not realize the amount of exposure that it was. Like, I went to Ireland almost right after. Like, right. Or no, when it was starting to air. Mm-hmm. Like, when the episodes of in were starting to air, and went to Ireland. And MySpace was what we were all on then, right. and um, and that was new. And I hadn't had a chance to check my MySpace in a few days as I was traveling around Ireland. And I get into this cafe and I I check my messages and it was out of control. Like I was like, I don't even know where to start. I like, <laughs> just flooded. There's so many friend requests wow. and so many messages and. When I got back, people were like, well, you should be doing this, and then you should be doing, and that's where it started to go. Not wrong, but just where I was like, I don't know where this is going, and I'm not sure if I'm okay Mm -hmm. with it. Um and you were like you need to be doing this you need to be making the most of this right now you gotta start working on your own show you gotta start blah, blah, blah. I, like, I I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I do I don't know <laughs> was, yeah so I would say after was more pressure filled than the actual the actual show
0: how do you know what yeah. what process to actually trust though how how do you
1: uh, I, who, don't, who I don't I don't know my gut. Right. My gut in the end, because um, I didn't know, and I was getting more and more confused, and I couldn't hear what my gut was telling me anymore. Right. I was just like, well, they're saying that I'm supposed to do this, and my manager wants me to do that. And I was like, well, and this is the that step. It's the next step. Like, right. And that's what I kept thinking. Like, it was always this next step thing. And it was like, but I'm not enjoying the stuff that I'm even on <laughs> right now. Definitely. And uh, so, um yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I don't know if it's the best way, but it's the only way that I figure out that makes me reasonably happy is me listening to my own gut. And that sometimes makes me do things that people in the industry don't understand, like Mm -hmm. buying a house on a beach. (laughs) Oh, you
0: know, there's a lot of people that have done that, though. I remember uh, interviewing. Jonathan Torrance from
1: uh Yeah, he live he only lives a few hours away did, from me. Yeah, and yeah, he did girl. Los Angeles
0: and I remember he said he was auditioning for the puppy bowl uh commercial. Oh, and he wow. was like, I you know what, I gotta go back home. My my mom it, called and uh and she needs me. And I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. And he said it's the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. Just to go home and, and uh, you know, yeah. he goes it back home, it makes sense. It just everything makes it's, sense together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Things slowed down. I got to deal with some stuff that I had been ignoring for a long time emotionally. Sure. And, and I'm just, I'm in such a better place yeah. now. Like, I'm just in a better place. I don't know how to explain it. I'm, I'm grounded now yeah. in a way that I've... Never been grounded before. That's
0: amazing. You know, one of the funny things is that when I was doing research on you, and I remember seeing you on Last Comic Standing. I remember reading uh, some of the message boards afterwards, what people were saying. And uh, the crazy thing was that people thought that the cleft palate was part of an act. Yeah. That That it was like a bobcat Goldweight routine, yeah. or it was like uh, like you're trying to Andy Kaufman everybody, Yeah, and and, and, and I was like, that... You How know, like- on
1: earth do you make up a class with a <laughs> palette? I would have to make myself <laughs> to do that. It's amazing what people think. It's, it's amazing, amazing, though. The internet has really delved into a part of the human mind. I'm not really sure if we should go there. Like, we're really starting to get an idea of just how stupid we really are.
0: (laughs) It's taken us to new leaps and bounds.
1: Yeah. Hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) You mentioned one time in an interview, and I quote, it takes a little bit to gain the trust of an audience. Sometimes it feels like you're back on amateur night and you're making little tweaks in your routine to make that connection. But you described, uh, you know, tweaking that and, and feeling that is that it was almost exciting for you to kind of get that read off of a crowd. Do you still feel like that? Um,
1: yeah, it's so hard like, to hear like quotes. I, you know. Now that I'm almost 40, I, I hear quotes from when I was younger, especially yeah. in my 20s. I was like, oh, I'm so full of shit. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> if I knew half of what I thought I knew. <laughs> but like uh, um, no, but I, I I think I sort of remember saying that like, I got yeah, I got you know that you're um yeah you are it is a relationship you're you're kind of gaining a trust especially when you go out there and you're like when you're humping things like yeah. you know it's like you gotta you got to do that craziness but at the same time you got to be like it's safe we're all safe here yeah everything's gonna be okay nobody's <laughs> is, you know
0: is there ever a couple of minutes of that of that first step on stage where it takes you back to when you first started like it was uh, it, or, yeah. or is it are i'm still nervous per, is it
1: no yeah. no i uh, yeah i'm still just as nervous wow. yeah which is so weird like i guess i'm not as nervous as i used to like you know, get sick to my stomach when I was younger, but, you know, I guess I am a bit better at handling it, but I'm still, I have no idea, I have no idea if they're going to like me, or not like me, or or laugh, or not laugh, I have no idea if there's going to be, you know, some drunk guy that's going to pipe up out of nowhere and just start being a weirdo, because that happens sometimes, and, and you know, you don't know if something's going to happen that's going to break that connection with them, right, and, yeah,
0: that there comes a point in your 10 minutes when you have the audience in the palm of your hand or however long the set is, yeah. and 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 they don't want you to leave. They want you to keep on going. And normally, that's when you want to leave is when you, you've you got the crowd on your yeah. side. Everybody is, is just the big crescendo. Uh, and on that high note, but, but you went on to say, it, but it's your ego that says stay. Yeah. You really have to fight that little demon in your head that says, they love you. Give me more. Yeah. Is that is that difficult to? There's oh, probably yeah. some nights where you just want to be like, I've got, I'm crushing this crowd. They, they.
1: I'm oh gonna yeah, absolutely. Going. I struggle with my ego all the time, like forever. Like, you know, I think that's the only way that you get it in any kind of check is like admitting that it's there, right? right? And right. being like, oh, look at you, <laughs> there again, being all you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when you, like, I think, yeah, and I think when you start letting your ego control what's happening, I think that's when you stop having fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it becomes more me, me, me again. And then, and if you let that ego in too much, you lose the connection with the audience. I think, personally, here at 39, I don't know, maybe 49 i will have a different look what, what on it. But right now, I feel like vulnerability... Is like the most important part of stand up.
0: Interesting. Is
1: being vulnerable. Right. And your ego is the opposite of vulnerable. It wants you to hide all your vulnerable and it's ashamed of things that are vulnerable. And it's like when you're truly just a vulnerable human being out there, right. then you're connecting with them and you're connecting it with them in a really honest way. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how smart of a comic you are or how good of a writer you are. I think we're all, you know, when we're doing it and we're doing it right, our ego is kind of pushed to aside side by our own mm-hmm. vulnerability. So yeah. I really do think ego, ego can really ruin something special Absolutely. about your stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's amazing. Yeah. A lot of performers talk about making it you know, when I make it to the top or, or when I become super successful, yeah. it, has there been anybody in your mind that you've envisioned who you look up to or who you look after or what you picture as being successful? I mean, is it is it male comedians? Is it female comedians?
1: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with that as I sort of come into this new sort of place in my career mm-hmm. because, you know, because for me, the, the making it and the being successful is sort of what sucked the love out of it and almost made me not want to do it at all anymore right. and so I'm trying to find a healthy place you know I'm trying to see like you know like a you know somebody that's like doing it in a healthy way where they're successful but they're you know but it, they're, their feet are on the ground I guess or mm-hmm. you know they're grounded in some kind of you know, reality. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I am um, not making a whole lot of sense probably because I don't really have this figured out. Yet. <laughs> is that I don't yeah. know what success is going to look like sure. for me. I know, I know what now that I want to say something more than I've ever did before. Before I just wanted to be liked. Right. Want the people who like me, yeah. and I want them to laugh, and I still want them to like me, and I still want them to laugh. But at the same time, I want to say something that means something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that are like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, yeah. you know, there's like so many like antidepressant pills being sold now, like because we're just lost in some way, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm going to help people get out of that loss, but but I'd like to take my fear, my vulnerability and use that in a funny way of being like we're not alone. Right. We're, we're okay. We're all in this boat together and we don't have to take any of this quite so seriously. <laughs> and
0: that's and a big part of, of what you talk about on, on the that's stage. That's what I'm just trying like to reality, do. Reality and then there's it's okay with being you.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm really trying to do. So I really don't know what success is going to look like for me i know that i, I know that i want to i want to say something and try to make try to make it, it make being a grown up less of a horrifying frightening thing <laughs> 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 you know and wise and,
0: words yes
1: you know, and, and not i guess it says for me and oh god this is going to sound so corny because, like, I like money. Mm-hmm. I like money a sure. I like money, and, and being famous is probably super cool, right? <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't turn those things away if somebody gave them to me, right? I, so, like, I don't want to sound like I'm all above that, right? Because sure. I'm not a taking a second, <laughs> right? It's, uh, but I think, I guess, if I, if I really, really wanted to, like, dig deep about it, I think success for me is... Not worrying about being successful.
0: That's a great way <laughs> I just way to... worry
1: about the work. I guess. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is. Yeah. It's got way more. I like than that. I, I like that brilliant. answer.
0: I like that answer. I can get on board with that one. That's 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 good. You once talked about performers. Uh, whether they be comedians or actors, yeah. uh, having that certain something, that spark uh, that it takes to work, and, and that you have to develop it, you have to work at it. And, yeah. and uh, how does that work for you? How do you keep that that spark? That I mean, I know you've said that it's a job, but yeah. but but some people, you know, they they do have to dig really deep to to maintain that 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 edge, that yeah. that spark.
1: Yeah, and I think I probably said that spark when it was like really bright in me, and I was young and I was feisty. <laughs> You know, and over the past few years, I've really had to fight for that spark. I've really right. had to, like, oh, yeah. you know, fight to protect it and keep it, you know,
0: yeah.
1: keep it safe and keep it there. And I think, again, you you got to, you got to, so far, what I've learned, you know, maybe I'll know more later. But so far, uh, what seems to work for me is getting all the bullshit out of the way. Right. Like, you know. Let the agents worry about, uh, like, you know, I'm not saying, like, own your own business. Write your own... Sign your own fucking checks. Right. You know what I mean? But, like... The whole, like, success thing and, like, what's the next step and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Get that out of the way and get the ego out of it that, you know, goes well. Right. Jesus, he's he's not even half as funny as me and he's got that job. I get <laughs> you got to try so hard. Right. And that's the work yeah. is keeping that garbage out of your head as much right. as possible or, or at least realizing that it's garbage over and over again keep relying you know keep telling yourself that it's like okay that's garbage that's my ego talking that's that's nonsense and just focus on 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 trying to um do good work (laughs) and and so i that's what i that's what i know so far i love it that's how that's how i've been able to keep my spark protected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: great. Uh, before we wrap up the interview, I, I, I want to do a little word association with you.
1: Oh, dear. All
0: right. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, Sackville Estates Trailer Park.
1: Ah, uh, the start of it all.
0: <laughs> Spencer Rice.
1: Oh, my goodness. One of the big guys that believe in me.
0: Amazing guy. Yeah. Yeah. Emilio Estevez.
1: Oh, the love of my life. My (laughs) demon. He's so photogenic, too. (laughs) He's so photogenic. (laughs) And he knows it. Battle Cat. Oh, Emilio's sidekick.
0: Emilio's sidekick.
1: Yeah, Emilio's sidekick. (laughs) Emilio's (laughs) demon.
0: Oh, leaving a legacy and a mark on the comedy world. What if oh, you were yeah, to hang honey. it up? If you're going to hang it up tomorrow, what what do you want to be remembered for?
1: That I was nice. Yeah. I hope I was nice. I think sometimes I've been shitty, but I hope for the most part I was nice. and was easy to work with. Yeah.
0: And my guest again today, Nikki Payne, the comedian, just wrapped up an amazing set here at Yuck Yucks, Calgary. You can find her on the web at nikkipayne.com. Yep. Yep. And on Twitter who's uh, you've got some great tweets at Nikki Payne on Twitter. Yep. Thank you so much for doing this, Nikki.
1: Thank you.
0: Amazing. Amazing. All right, folks, there you have it. The amazingly talented Nikki Payne. I want to thank her for joining us. And thank you for joining us on this very special first episode. And, of course, check us out at yuckyucks.com. And on Twitter, use the hashtag YYCP. Until next time, I'm your host, Jake Hirsch. Thanks for joining us.